You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Cliff, and you are listening to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we, through conversation, discuss ways that we can effectively address life's most difficult moments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Transformation Radio 2.0, where we provide a safe space for the uncomfortable and unpopular conversations that are connected to our personal life transformation and our discovery of our life purpose. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, transformation coach, author, and spiritual leader. I provide strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a fulfilling, purposeful life. Tonight's intro song, one of my favorite songs, by the way, is called Greatness by Jay Willie. You also heard Will Smith uh, in the speaking part of the introduction of the song, all right? So listen, the reason why I selected that song is because I wanted to serve as a friendly reminder to each and every one of you who are listening on tonight. I want you to understand that you are not just called to greatness are just called to assist with somebody else's greatness, but there is greatness locked up deep inside of you. Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the one that feels as if they continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. I'm talking to the one who feels as if that they have no purpose in life or that they have well, how can I put this, that they no longer have a purpose in life. Like they made so many mistakes that there's no way, no hope, no how. Here's what I want you to do real quick. I want you to breathe in. Ah, there we go. Breathe in. Now I want you to breathe out. Okay? I want you to do that two more times for me. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. 
breathe out. The reason why I had you do that exercise is because that exercise proves that there is yet life inside of you. And as long as there is life inside of you, purpose yet remains. And as long as there's purpose remaining inside of you, there is greatness locked up inside of you. My job, as well as others in life's job, is to help you dig past all of that extra stuff that's attempting to cover up or smother your purpose so that you can free that purpose enough to realize just how great you are. Now, listen, Will Smith said it during the intro of the song. He said, greatness is simply saying, this is what I believe in and I'm willing to die for it. Well, I take it a step further, but I agree with him wholeheartedly because if you really believe in something, then you are willing to die for it. You will eat live, sleep, breathe, everything about that thing. So you are willing to sacrifice all in order to see that thing that you believe in come to pass. But here's what I say as well. I say greatness is simply saying, this is what I believe in enough that I'm willing to live for. I want to ask you a question. Are you willing to live in what you believe regardless of what some of the circumstances and situations or the consequences may be beyond that decision or because of that decision. That's what greatness is. Greatness says I'm willing to live truth and sacrifice whatever needs to be sacrificed, even if it means it's going to hurt, even if it means it's not a popular decision, I'm willing to do it because I believe in it enough to do it. So the question for tonight is, what do you believe in that you're willing to live for? And what do you believe in that you're willing to die for? All right, that's the question of tonight. Now I'm going to open up the phone lines a little later. So when I open up those phone lines, you know, you can call and, and, and give comments or ask questions or whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to answer the question of tonight, you are welcome to do that as well, as well okay? You are welcome to do that as well. And I hope everybody's having a great day. I'm having a great day. My Cowboys won today. I mean, not like it really was that much of a game. It was against the Miami Dolphins who are in definitely in a rebuilding time in, in that franchise. But Dallas scared me a little bit in the first half, but then they came out in the second half swinging. And that just shows it doesn't matter how you start. Just make sure that you finish strong. Do y'all hear me? Make sure that you are willing to finish strong. All right, let's keep going. Tonight, I have an amazing guest. You know what I'm saying? But before we get to that guest, those of you who are fans of Transformation Radio, now some of you might say, Transformation Radio, what is that? I'm glad you asked. The fourth Friday of every month, we get on here, this same station, the Off the Chain Network or radio station, whatever you want to call it. We get on here the fourth Friday, 9 p.m., and we have what's called Transformation Radio. I have a plethora of guests who come on. They talk about the transformation they've experienced in the midst of their life, and it's, it's a great show. Check us out if you haven't checked us out. But before every show, I do a disclaimer, and I'm going to do that same disclaimer here on this show as well, because I want to make sure that we all understand where I'm coming from, all right? And everything that I do, I endeavor to create an environment and a culture where, pe where people with diverse backgrounds and belief systems feel safe and appreciated. The same thing can be said about this show. At some point, I'm going to open up the phone lines for those interested in calling in and communicating with myself or tonight's guest. Please understand that due to our limited time, I must limit callers' time to one minute. Now, callers, you're going to be a little upset with me because I'm definitely going to enforce that one-minute rule. And the reason why I'm going to enforce that is because we want to be respectful enough of our guests to give them time to communicate everything that they desire to communicate to us as well as leave enough time for other callers to call in with their questions, with their comments, with all of those things, all right? But I want all callers to understand, 
You are expected to be respectful of our guests and myself. Yes, you have the right to disagree with some of the things that we say, some of the things that we stand for, some of the things that we believe. However, you are expected to do so in a manner that displays respect. And I believe that if we, were, if we are all willing to listen from such a space, we will end up learning and growing together. And the call-in number is 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. Let me see if my call, my guest is not on yet. So we're going to just keep talking, guys. As I said, I do hope that today was a great day for each and every one of you. I pray that it was productive. I pray that you understand just how important you are to this world. We all have our own personal spheres, or some call them mountains of influence, in which we were created with gifts, talents, and abilities uh, from from the uh, church aspect, different anointings that were smeared upon us in order to make an imprint or an impact into people's lives, into the communities, or whatever you know, sphere of influence that you have. So my prayer is that you are out there making that influence, that you are out there making moves that are connected to your purpose. And if you are struggling with the what, what, what am I called, what am I created to do, I don't even believe that I have a purpose. That's no problem either. Guess what? You tuned into the right show. You can feel free to call in as well, and we can discuss that right here live on the radio show. Not to embarrass you, but what I've learned about what I've been called and created to do, I am a conversationalist. And I don't even know if that's a word. However, I've made it a word if it's not a word. But I know that one of my strongest abilities is to stir up that which is inside of you that you may not be aware of or that you are at one point aware of. And circumstances in life seem to hit you hard, whether it hit you from the left or it hit you from the right, and whatever it hit you with has now caused you to either bury or suppress or doubt that which is inside of you. I have the ability through a conversation with you, and many times we don't even have to talk about that. We can just have a general conversation. I like to talk about sports. I like to talk about life. I like to play around a lot. I like to joke a lot. I like to have serious conversations about politics and different things like that. I like to talk about ministry. Um, It's a variety of things that I like to talk about. But we could be having a basic conversation. And in the midst of us having a basic conversation, right while you're there with me or once you leave me, that which is inside of you begins to be stirred up in a way that you haven't even dreamed or imagined. I'm telling you now that there are some people that have had conversation with me, and I'm not bragging on myself, all the glory goes to the most high, but there are some people that have had conversations with me, and they have been missing, they they felt as if it's something I can put my finger on, but I can't quite figure it out. I don't know what it is, but it's something that's missing. And from that conversation, they begin to understand exactly what was missing and what it was they needed to do in order to take the next step in life or in order to to begin to walk in in boldness the purpose and design of their life or for their life, okay? So I understand that. That's why I get on here sometimes just to simply have a conversation with my guests because I know that each and every guest that I bring on in myself that we all have Some of our stories may be similar in nature. However, our interpretation of that story, our perception of that story, or even that which we were able to pull, the tools, strategies, techniques that we were able to pull from the circumstances and situations that we went through are different from each and every one of our lives. The way that I view things is far different than the way that some of you are listening to me right now. It's far different than the way you view it. We could be looking at the exact same picture. However, you might, it could be a picture of a forest, and I'm going to pick out the bark of the tree. 
you might pick out the leaf of the tree. Somebody else might pick out the grass. Somebody else might pick out the, the scenery in the background or the colors of the leaf. But we all are experiencing the same thing. However, our interpretation of what we are experiencing is different. And sometimes you need a conversation with somebody who has a different interpretation of what you've been through or what you're going through, because if you can get to somebody else who have, may have a different language than you, then you can begin to understand the things that you're going through may not be as bad as you thought they were. You may begin to understand that it all is working together for your good. The Bible says very clearly that all things work together for our good or for the good of the call. Now, and those who love the creator. You love him, you're called. And some of you might say, I'm not called. I'm not talking to you that 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 you know I this is sometimes this is me. When I start to go through, I put my calling down. I start to doubt my calling. I'm not talking from that standpoint. I want us to understand you are called, each and every one of you are called to do what you were created to do. Okay? You are the call. All right? So all things working together for the good does not mean that all things are going to look good, smell good, feel good, taste good. It just means that it's all going to be placed in the pot together, stirred up, and as it begins to be stirred up in the pot, that which is presented shall be good food. So as I said, it's not going to always look good. It's not always going to feel good. You're not always going to feel like you're blessed. You're not going to always feel like you have purpose. You're not going to always feel like it's the greatest day that could ever be created. But one of the things about purpose, purpose will begin to pull you beyond your feelings. And you'll begin to understand that what you are called and created to do and who you are is greater than your feelings. And that's called mastering your emotions. And that's not always easy, especially if you're an emotional person. And some of you might say, you seem to just be going on a rant. And I am. I just feel like somebody out there that's listening needs to hear what I'm saying. Um, and I talk, talking about mastering emotions, that's not always easy when we have been emotional people. And of our culture Trained, taught and trained us to be emotional people, or circumstances and situations caused us to become uh, emotional. I am one who at times goes from one extreme to the other. Um, I lack emotion or my emotion is on uh, um, I don't all-time high. That's what I am many times but I'm learning more and more to master my emotions and not allow my emotions to dictate or control the decisions I made. And if you're ever going to be successful in business, if you're ever going to be successful in ministry, if you're ever going to be successful in life, you cannot allow your emotions to dictate the decisions that you make. Did you hear what I said? If you're going to be successful, you cannot allow your emotions to dictate the decisions that you make. You have to begin to make decisions beyond your emotions, and that's maturity and growth. And I'm not saying I'm not attacking anyone that hasn't mastered that yet. As I said, um, my emotional intelligence at times is at an all-time high, and sometimes it's at an all-time low. And then there are certain areas of my life where my emotional emotional intelligence hasn't been exercised greatly in specific areas. And then one specific area that I'm very transparent about is relationships. I am learning to exercise greater emotional intelligence in the area of relationships. Now, some of you might say, I have emotional intelligence when it comes to relationships. We're not even going to get into a debate about that because I was a person that believed that as well. But then I had to begin to take a step back and realize that I keep attracting the same type of people while professing that I want something else, if you get what I'm saying. I, and I'll I use an analogy. You might be a person that's into committed relationships. However, you have a fear of commit committing or a fear of committed relationships. Therefore, you give off an aura of, Although I want a committed relationship, 
come on and waste my time. I give that off sometimes. And you know how I give that off? It's because many times I attract people <laughs> that enjoy wasting my time. But I'm dealing with that and really working on that because, you know, it's one thing to acknowledge it, but it's another thing to acknowledge it and deal with it. And I'm at a space in my life where I'm acknowledging it, acknowledging that it's there. Because sometimes, you know, I remember growing up uh, hearing some people say, you know, you'd be like, I got a headache. Don't you claim that. You better not claim that headache. Well, if I want the headache to go away or if I want God to heal me, then I have to acknowledge first that it is there. And I need something different to take place in order for it not to be there anymore. So I always talk to us about acknowledging where we honestly are. And if we can learn to acknowledge where we honestly are, then we can begin to see the transitions or the transformation that we desire to see in our lives. And I'm real big on transformation. And, and when it comes to transformation, I do want us to understand that I grew up watching a cartoon called The Transformers. And it had a song on there, and it, it talks about transformers more than meets the eye. And anytime these things begin to transform into something else, it did not look like what it was before it transformed. Now, with our personal life, uh, transformation is a process. And in the midst of it being a process, we have many transitional moments. So I always explain to people, you have to be willing to transition if you want to experience transformation. You know, I love the transformers. And many times they transform right before your eyes quickly. And some of us want that to take place in our lives. We want things to happen fast, quick, and in a hurry. And many times that's not how it goes. You know, I, I'm not a person that likes microwave food. I do not like microwave food. I don't like my food heated up in the microwave, and I don't like microwave food. A lot of times if I eat leftovers, I like to heat it up in the oven because I feel like when I take the time to heat it up in the oven, it still has some of the flavor or, or, or the the juiciness that it had the day before. I feel like the microwave, I don't know, it's just something about the taste of microwave food that I just do not like. And it's kind of different in my personal life because many times I found myself getting into circumstances and situations where it took me years to get into that situation. But I wanted God uh, to pull me out of that situation quickly. I wanted him to give me a plan of action to pull me out of that circumstance quickly. But the reality was that I'm understanding even the more, and I still don't like it, to be honest with you. I don't like it, even though I may be understanding it. That does not mean I like it at all, is that there are tools, techniques, strategies, and lessons that I need to learn and some things that I need to be slow walked through so I can build up the muscle and the fortitude not to continue to make the same decisions over and over and over and over and over again. Have you ever been a person that made the same decisions over and over again? Of course not. Let me, let me rephrase the question. Have you ever met somebody who makes the same not-so-productive decisions over and over and over again? Of course we've all met somebody like that. For me, that's me. I have done that many times in the midst of my life where I just continue to make the same decisions over and over and over again, many times because I was trying to fast pace something that I needed to be slow walk through. And the reason why I'm talking about that is because I want us to understand that our personal life transformation is a process. We will evolve. Uh, you may begin believing one thing and begin to understand as time goes on and you begin to study, you no longer believe that. Um, I often talk about how many of us were not taught things when we were younger. We were told things when we were younger. And as we begin to search and research 
and develop a personal relationship with the creator ourselves, we begin to understand that a lot of the things that we were told weren't necessarily rooted in the word of God because it cannot be found in there. That's how life is. That's how your transformation is. You begin to evolve and you begin to unlearn some things and learn some new things. And I want each and every one of you to know it's okay to unlearn some things and it's okay to learn some new things. I tell anybody in my book, I talk about it. And if you haven't purchased a copy of From Stagnation to Transformation, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to get a free preview of the book as well as it'll tell you different platforms that you can purchase the book from. And we're coming up on a new year, whether you celebrate uh, Rosh Hashanah or acknowledge that as, as the new beginning or the new year or the newness in life, or you're waiting for 2020, whatever it is, we are coming up on some newness. And in order to experience newness, we now have to come up with a new battle strategy and a plan. And some of us, we have to come up with a battle strategy and a plan, not just where we say, I got it stored up here in my mind and in my head. We have to put some things on paper. We have to begin to write that thing out. And we have to begin to to pick up some some resources that will help expand our thought processes, even concerning our purpose. And I always say, with, from stagnation and transformation, if you purchase it, it does not bless your life, and you prove to me you tried to apply the principles outlined in it, I give you a full refund. That's how much I believe in that very product, all right? But going on talking about transformation, transformation, as I said, is a process. There are many transitions in that process. So my question to you tonight would be, how well do you handle transitions? How well do you handle transitions or those transitional moments in your life? How well do you handle them? What do you do in moments of transition? When it doesn't seem to make sense, what you tried to do for so long just doesn't work anymore, are you comfortable or are you um, I use comfortable in this sense for right now. Are you comfortable in trying something new? Now, I'm not talking about just throwing it all away. I'm talking about trying a new method. Are you willing to try a new method? Someone, of course I am. However, we just modify the method that we tried before, and it still doesn't work. But what I'm learning in life, and, and I'm almost, I'll be 40 in December. And I realize just how um, unwilling I am at times to adjust to change or become more fluid in, in my personal life. Like, I like things structured. I like to know A through Z before I make a move. And we all know that that's not how you move in faith, and that's definitely not how God operates. Sometimes God will tell you F, and then he, if you move on F, he'll go back to A. And as you move on A, he'll take you back to F because you'll realize there's something in F that you missed. And then he's going to take you to Y, and he might take you to Z from Y, but then you go back to B, and then you go to D, then you go to C. He does not uh, submit to the way that we feel it needs to be mapped out. And the good thing about that is, is that he knows what he desires for us. And he knows what's best for us. And because he knows all of those things, we have to become more fluid or fluid as it relates to the movements of our purpose. And I'm learning that. And I'm learning that not the easy way at all. You know, as I said, I, I'm not a person that that likes to step out on faith. And although, you know, I remember being young, and I talk about this often, preacher came and told me, uh, the creator's going to make you a great man of faith. And I got excited. And I said, well, wow, I'm honored. Like me, God, you're going to use me for that? Because, you know, being younger, I always got the same prophecy all the time that God had called me to be a prophet. I knew that, you know what I'm saying? So I, now God has had expanded it from, I called you to be a prophet. Now I called you to be a man of faith. 
And I got all excited because I'm like, God, you going to trust me to be that man of faith, to exercise faith like that? Nobody told me the process by which it, which it came with. And I believe if I knew the process, I would have broke down crying instead of rejoicing when God told me that. <laughs> because in order for God to build and establish your faith, you're going to be put in some positions where they're not going to make sense, especially cognitively to you. It's not going to make sense at all. But the more that it unfolds, the more you begin to understand that God is using it for his glory. And as you allow him to use it for his glory, then it's building that which is inside of you. It's just like working out. Our faith is built just like working out. Our purpose is built just like us doing physical exercise. The more you exercise, the more you exercise that muscle, it begins to be a memory with it. But it also begins to show externally as well. That's the same thing with purpose. It'll begin to show internally, but also as you begin to open up your mouth, the power behind what you're going through or what you've experienced begins to speak, and the authority behind it begins to speak, and then those around you will begin to understand even the more that what you have experiencing and are experiencing. Again, the call-in number is 516-387-1756, 516-387-1756. My guest still has not called in that something must have came up, um, but we're going to continue to talk. We're going to continue this conversation as it relates to you know, your purpose and your transformation. And the purpose of this show is to talk about the uncomfortable processes of the of transformation. And I'm going to tell you now, there are going to be some very uncomfortable processes of your own personal transformation. There's going to be decisions that you make. There's going to be stances that you make. There's going to be all of those things connected where the ones that you thought were going to be the ride or die going to be there with you till the end, some of them are going to start to fall off, and you can't become angry. You can't become bitter. You can't begin to go on uh, Facebook and Instagram posting subliminal messages. You just have to understand that they serve their purpose in your life. You served your purpose in their lives, and now purpose is calling for you both to do something differently. And if we can get that uh, and I can talking from the sense of the body of Christ, if we could understand that when we separate from people or when relationships end with people, we don't have to tear them down. We don't have to beat them down. That doesn't make them the worst thing that ever happened to us in the world. It just meant that we've outgrown them and they've outgrown us. Because sometimes we can become so self-absorbed that we'll say, God removed them because they were such a negative influence on my life. And God had to remove them because there's so much purpose inside of me. Now, I'm going to flip it on you. I'm going to flip it on you like I flipped it on myself. They had purpose in life, too. God desires to use them greatly, too. Maybe. God ended it because you weren't as much of a great as, or as great of an influence on them as well. Could it be vice versa? And when we look at it from that perspective, we have to begin to say, it happened, it needed to happen, and now what do I need to do from here? Because if not, you will get stuck in the last person that quote unquote dropped you. Now, I'm not belittling being dropped. Because there are circumstances and situations that happen in our lives where we experience real droppings. We have been dropped. We have been hurt. We have experienced all of those things. But can I ask you a question? If Johnny dropped you 10 years ago and you're still living in the pain of Johnny dropping you and you're still angry and you're still mad and you're still bitter and you're still hurt, and now you got everybody paying for the pain that Johnny did to you 10 years ago. Who's dropping you now? I want you to honestly think about it. Is Johnny still dropping you? Or are you dropping you now? I hear what I'm saying. Because you keep making yourself relive that 
over and over and over again. And some of you might say, but Cliff, but Cliff, and I get it. Trust me, I'm not talking from a place of judgment, and I'm not talking from a place that I don't understand because I've done it before. I've been hurt before, and I've hurt people too. I've been disappointed before, and I've disappointed people too. But I've lived in that disappointment. I lived in that hurt. I lived in that bitterness. I lived in all of those things. I boxed myself in. I didn't allow myself to get back out there and enjoy life. And in the midst of all of that, one day I had to realize, now you're doing this to you. You, The Bible says very clearly, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But the reality is that there are some weapons that we can pick up, sharpen, and end up causing them to prosper against ourselves. Do you hold the weapon? against your purpose in your hand. I'm not talking about physical weapons. I'm using a hypothetical situation. I'm just, well, not hypothetical, uh, an analogy, I think. Yeah, an analogy. We're using an analogy. Have you, are you using the weapon against your purpose, against your transformation, against your life, against your ministry, against your business, against your family, against your success, against your prosperity? Against all of those things, are you the one holding the weapon that keeps cutting yourself over and over and over and over again? We have to learn to let go, and I'm not belittling it, as I said, and I know letting go is not easy. It is not easy. I used to think I was a person that easily let things go and easily let people go, and then I met somebody. And I met this person. I started to care a lot about this person. And this person, we got to a space in our um, situationship is what I call it. We got to a space in our situationship where that person was doing everything to get me to let them go. However, I just did not want to let them go. And I didn't realize, and I remember I was talking to that person about their inability to let people go and let others go. But I realized that that person was brought in my life because it was like I woke up one day and realized you keep allowing yourself in this circumstance and situ- this circumstance and situation because you don't want to let go. Another question for you tonight. I just want to know. Who is it you need to let go and what is it you need to let go tonight? And then are you willing to go through the process of letting to letting it go? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be painful, it's gonna be frustrating, it's gonna be all of those things. But you know what? The hurt, the pain, and the frustration won't be wasted hurt. Now hear me. Wasted hurt. Cliff was wasted hurt. Wasted hurt is when we continue to keep reliving it over and over and over again versus going through the hurt of letting it go that can actually teach us a lesson and we move in purpose. If we stay right there and continue to hurt ourselves over and over and over and over again, that's not purposeful hurt. Now, eventually it will serve, you know, the service of a purpose. We'll learn from it, all that great thing. But why do we have to keep putting ourselves through it when we have a way of escape or we have a better way or we have a better opportunity? Listen, I want you to value yourself enough. Let's, let's reverse, reverse. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. We were talking about greatness. And I realized within that moment when I was not willing to let that person go or let that situation go, I was struggling with the greatness that was inside of me. Now, are you struggling with the greatness inside of you? Are you and I'll tell you how you how you can know if you're struggling with the great the greatness inside of you. Because you'll start to settle. And you'll say, well, at least it may not be what I want. It may not be the best thing, but at least I got something. At least I'm not alone. And some of us are so afraid of being alone that we don't understand that we're forfeiting our right in our purpose because sometimes your purpose is only revealed when you are alone. And Jacob, 
was left alone, and there he wrestled. And after that wrestling came an identity that was connected to his purpose. Have you allowed yourself to be alone enough for that identity connected to your purpose to be revealed? Or are you still going by the identity that was connected to your last hurt, your last pain, your last frustration? What are you doing about the identity connected to your purpose. Think about it. I'm saying a lot, and like I said, it seems like I'm all over the place. And, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this, as I said, my um, guest did not call in. However, I know that this is there's also purpose in this. There's a purpose while we're sitting and having this conversation on tonight. This conversation is needed tonight. There's a purpose behind it. And my prayer is that each and every one of you that is out there listening right now, as I'm talking, that something has been said to spark something inside of you for you to understand how great you are. You may not understand the vastness of your greatness, but if I can get you to begin to understand that you are great, then that's how we can begin the journey. Some of us are trying to figure out the vastness of our greatness. Nah, baby, nah, baby, nah, baby. Calm down. Master the fact that you are great. Master the fact that the creator created created you in his image, and his likeness. He sits inside of you. He has sat inside of you the power, the authority that he has given unto you that's connected to your purpose. If I can get you to understand that, then I can get you to begin to make some strides and some moves that will begin to release even more greatness inside of you, and then it'll build the confidence in you. Then, And as it begins to build the confidence in you, then that greatness can begin to, to live through you at, the, at a greater capacity. But first, I want you to realize you are great, and it's okay for you to say you're great. That is not arrogant. That is not prideful. And you sitting up not saying you're great is not being humble. You are acknowledging the creation of God. You are acknowledging who he is to you and who he made you to be. He doesn't make any junk. I remember when I was growing up, it was a song, God Don't Make No Junk. And as I got older, I began to realize that the life that I was living was giving off the testimony as if I believed that God made junk and that the junk that he made was me. I could believe in you that you were great and you were awesome. I could see you past your mistakes. mistakes. Matter of fact, I could, I could minister you out of your mistakes. But, 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 I thought my mistakes were my lot on life. I thought that was my greatness. I thought my greatness was to be a mess up. I always made, I'm just always going to make these decisions. This is my lot on life. And as long as that was my mentality, that's what manifested in my life. And as long as I was around people that could not see the purpose that was inside of me, I never could see it. And I'm going to, and I'll take it a step further. Even when you're around people that can see and acknowledge the purpose in you until you get to a place where you can get a little glimpse of it and start to believe it, you won't believe anything they have to say about you either. They'll become your enemy. If they're trying to push you to grow, if they're trying to push you to be all that you can be, and they're trying to tell you there's something inside of you that we have need of right now, you'll get angry, you'll get frustrated with them. They don't understand. They always think it's easy. It's easy for them. They don't have the life that I have. No, they may not have the life that you have. However, don't don't be disrespectful of their process because you feel as if what they have, you value that more than what they value. Give me an example, Cliff. Many of us who struggle, have struggled or yet struggle financially we look at people with money, and I've done it before. We look at millionaires and say, 
How can you have a bad day, all that money you got? Well, they could look at us and say, how could you have a bad day, all that support system you got? And in us, I'll sacrifice the support for some money. I just want to pay my bills. And I get it. I get it. Trust. I have bills I want to pay, but I have some other things I want to do for some finances as well, too. But as long as that is our mentality, as long as that is our goal, now look at that. Look at how small we made our goal. I just want to make enough money to live comfortably. No. No, 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 no. I don't just want money. I don't just want that to be my currency. I want currency of the wealthy. I want influence. I want affluence. I want favor with God and with man. Why? Because that can take me further than any financial value. Now, don't get it twisted. I want money, too. It's just not a priority to me anymore. I've done a lot of dumb things for money and with money, and that and, and not having it at times has now taught me not to value money, but to value the purpose behind me having it. If I'm supposed to be a wealth distribution center, then now I understand the more uh, of importance of investing my money and making purposeful moves with it versus, listen, I'm just going to splurge. I'm going to get these shoes. I got to eat out. I got to do all this different stuff, if you get what I'm saying. Make sure that you're not setting your goal too low. And we're, we're getting ready to go into the new year. I'm telling you, and you got to set some goals. But I don't want you to set goals too low because you'll accomplish that goal within a month and then what? I want you this year to challenge yourself in your goals. I want you to challenge yourself to do something that you've never done before. Step out and go places you've never been before. Try something new. Be willing to go to places that you are the most uncomfortable going to. Why? Because that's what purposeful moves do. Once something becomes common to you, it's as if I second nature to me, I'll just do it. Nah, we got to move with purpose. And as you move with purpose, then you will begin to see that vision unfold. And some of you that are all here tonight, excuse me, y'all, some of you all here tonight, you need to pick back up your vision. Some of you tonight need to realize you have vision. You have vision. Some of you have went to that scripture where it says, where there is no vision, uh, the people uh, perish, or it says they just run wild. Some of you stop right there and say, you know what, that's what's going on in my life. I have no vision in my life. I don't know what I'm called and created to do. I'm not like you to understand what your vision is, not even understanding that those of us who may understand that we have vision may under, under, understand aspect of aspects of our vision. We still get discouraged, too. We still at times feel as if we don't have direction. We feel as if we don't have insight either. But I'm talking to you tonight, and I want you to understand you have vision. You just have to go back to that time. When you weren't thinking about your circumstances, you weren't thinking about your situations, you weren't thinking about your finances, you weren't thinking about any of those things, you need to go back there. And as you go back there, you need to understand that's where your purpose was. God could deal with you in dreams. He could deal with you in visions. He gave you thoughts. He gave you strategies. He gave you ideas. He confirmed it through people. See, you got to go back to that. See, because the reason why you got so far away from that is because now you're trying to call, you tried to call some of those things to come to pass in the natural. You didn't understand the significance of them, the weight of them, and the value of them was far beyond your ability to bring those things to pass. It's the creator who's going to bring those things to pass through you. So I'm talking to you first, and tonight I'm going to say to you, you will go to sleep tonight and you will have dreams. And those dreams will, will rekindle the vision that's inside of you. Don't take it lightly. Begin to write everything down. Write the vision. Make it plain. That talking about plain was not just talking about in a sense to where everybody could read it and understand it, but one translation talks about the vastness of it, writing it big. I use the illustration of a billboard. 
so that they that run, some say that they that run can run with the vision, but other translations say, so those who are running in haste can look, see the vision, grab the vision, and run with it. Some of the things in our life haven't come to pass because we haven't written it in the capacity that the creator has given it to us, given it to us. So the ones I'm talking to first, tonight you're going to begin to dream dreams again. You're going to begin to have conversations and people are going to be, begin to stir up some things inside of you. You're going to have conversations and people are going to call on you to do things that you once did or to do things that were once spoken to you that you would do, whether it was spoken through the creator directly to you or through to you or it was spoken by somebody else to you. They're going to be calling on you to do those very things. So prepare yourself. He's going to give you the plan. He's going to give you the strategy. Stop worrying about your education. Stop worrying about all of those things. Now, I'm not against education. I'm a big proponent of education. But some of us, there are things we are called to do that it does not match the education that we have. Stop trying to understand it from that sense and allow the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct you. Now, again, I'm not even going to explain myself. So allow him to lead God and direct you. Allow yourself, go to sleep, relax, let the creator minister to you. Write it down. Get you a new notebook. Begin to write it down. Get your vision board ready. Get your vision wall ready. If you have vision binders, whatever it is that you have where you post that vision at, and I'm going to say what I always say, I encourage you when you're doing your vision wall, your vision board, and I'm going to do mine because I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I'm not going to do. I have done that in the past, but I'm not going to do that this time, all right? I like using pictures on vision uh, walls. Why? Because the mind sees pictures. I heard uh, uh, doctors say this before, that the mind sees pictures. The mind does not see words. And where we attack many times in our lives, we're attacked in our mind. And we're talking about your greatness, okay? We're talking about your greatness. You are attacked in your mind. So you need to feed your mind things that oppose which you're being attacked in your mind with. So if you are being attacked in your mind with you'll never be a homeowner, you need to find you a home and you place that on your vision wall and your vision board, but you don't need to stop there. You need to develop a strategy to bring that thing to pass. If it's financial stuff, you put that on there too. Uh, but even the spiritual side, I always tell people to break it down into three sections. Everybody does not subscribe to the same creator that I subscribe to. I can communicate to you as well. I respect who you subscribe to. Whatever works for you works for you. I know what works for me, okay? I say you divide it in at least three parts, your vision wall, your vision board, your vision binder. You want to do uh, your family, the goals that you want for your family, uh, the goals for your business, and then the goals Spiritually, I always put the spiritual aspect in the middle because that helps center us, okay? The goals you have spiritually, the goals you have for your family, and that can go for yourself as well, and then the goals that you have in your business world, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you divide it into those three sections, and you cut out pictures. You go back. You be a kid. You dream again. You get you some magazines. You get online. You print those pictures out that are connected to your purpose. When you get discouraged, you go back to your wall, you go back to your board, you go back to your binder, you go back to that place of reference so that now you can understand even the more the purpose and design that's in your life. So that's my encouragement to you guys tonight. You have greatness inside of you. Yes, you do. But you have to allow God or allow uh if you want to say the universe, um, to navigate that greatness inside of you and begin to define that greatness in you. Stop looking at others as the benchmark of greatness because you don't know their process. You don't know what they're going through. You don't even know, you know, what they had to do to uh, went through to get to where they are. And stop devaluing yourself. You are great. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. Do you hear me? You are unique. God has uniquely made you who you are. You are fearfully 
and wonderfully made, and I need you to know and understand that. So again, the show did not go as planned tonight, but my prayer is that something was said that sparked something inside of you. And to be honest with you, I know something that was, I know a lot of things were said that can spark something inside of you, whether you're listening live. And I thank God for each and every one of you that, that are faithful listeners to this show. I appreciate each and every one of you. There would be no show without you. There'd be no purpose of a show without you. I mean, I'm not just going to get on here and invite guests to get on here just to talk, and we're talking to ourselves. We can call each other to do that. There's purpose in you listening to this because some of you don't understand it, but what's being stirred up inside of you is your own radio show, is your own TV show, is the books that are locked inside of you. You know, is is the the screenplays that are are locked inside of you, the poetry that's locked inside of you, the ministry that's locked inside of you. All of those things are being unlocked right now. I understand that I am called to not just minister to people, but to minister to the people that they are connected to. If that makes sense, there there's you. I'm talking to you but I'm also talking to the nation that's within you. That's the apostleship from the ministry aspect for me. So I understand all of that. And I just want you to know just how awesome and influential your ministry is, your business is, and your personal life is. That's what I want you to know. I want you to understand, and I want you to begin to walk in. So again, this is Transformation Radio 2.0. This is 2.0, as I said, where we uh, provide the platform for the uncomfortable and unpopular conversations. I hope you will join us once again. We will be here the third Monday of every month. Again, the third Monday of every month, we will be right here. Do you hear me? 9 o'clock p.m., the third Monday. I know it's Sunday tonight. We had some complications with the recording on last Monday, so we had a special show tonight, all right? But the third Monday of every month, next month, I'll be sitting down with Mr. Willie Sanders. Uh, Saunders. Um, I'm going to be sitting down with him. He is a motivational speaker and a mentor. Y'all, he has a crazy testimony. And listen, I want you to listen in because it will bless your life. Do you hear me? I want you to listen in because it will definitely bless your life. So I want you right here again next month. This Friday, I invite you to join us on Transformation Radio. I'm sitting down with Pastor Clarence Hayes. He's a pastor out of Philadelphia. He has a great work going on. We're going to be talking about the work that he's doing in Philadelphia, and we're going to talk about his own personal journey of transformation, okay? I want you guys to stay connected to me. One way to stay connected to me is to visit my website. It's going to tell you everything I have going on, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Dot com, all right, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Also, follow me on all of my social media platforms. Just type in Clifton Petty John and you'll find me. As I always say, guys, I want you to create a great day, walk in purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Why? Because it's time for that greatness inside of you to be released to this world. Be blessed. Peace. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. 
Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.